0: Hello, I'm Jen, and this is Gardening Out Loud. It is Sunday, July 16th. It's about nine in the morning, and I'm standing in the middle of the garden. We had a good rain last night. So everything is wet. And this is, in fact, maybe my favorite time to be in the garden, the morning after a rain. I love how everything is just sparkling with water. And it's usually cool, a bit fresh. It's also a time when the garden asks you to slow down. Because there's not as much you can do. You generally don't want to be harvesting when it has rained. You don't want to be pruning. You can certainly weed. It's the best time to weed because things slide out of the soil much more easily. But I think the rainy garden asks for a little slowness and at the time of year when I already feel anxious about summer getting away from me, this is a good reminder. One thing that does make the garden less peaceful this morning is a bit smelly. There is a kind of commonly espoused practice in gardening where you take a deep-rooted plant like comfrey that accumulates a lot of useful minerals and good nutrients, and you essentially ferment it in a bucket till you get a putrid, stinking bop liquid and then you strain it and you dilute it and you give it to the plants so i hadn't done this before and i'm trying it for the first time this year and yesterday was the big day after about eight weeks of f- fermenting and i recall watching a gardener's world episode where monty was opening his own bucket and he was like oh it's vile it's disgusting Da 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 let me tell you he was not wrong it is putrid it is one of the more vile smells i have smelled and i had to strain the smelly glop which i did using the grate of a um, or fire pit grate, and then pour some into a bucket and afterwards my hands stank so badly, and nothing I could do for hours and hours could get rid of it. So I put lemon juice on them, I put white vinegar on them, I scrubbed them. It was thoroughly disgusting. And every time I ate a snack or took a drink of water, my smelly hand would come to my nose. It was not good. In the end, what made the smell go away is some hand sanitizer when we were at dinner, which I thought, well, let's try this. And actually, that really helped if you ever find yourself in a smelly hand situation. Anyway, having done this experiment and spread the awful smell around the garden, I think I will stick to just doing a comfrey mulch (laughs) where no rancid comfrey juice is required and you just scatter the leaves on the soil so i'm standing towards the back of the garden near the mulberry tree taking in a new perspective this is an area the borage has really exploded and i've pulled back a little this week but i'm gonna have to pull back more it's so hard though because standing here i can see the bumblebees starting to make their way to each blossom and you can hear it they're buzzing as you work in the garden and they, they just love the borage. So it's hard to take it out, but a little bit has to go. I'm afraid last year's kale has gone to seed and it's seed pods are finally at the time when I'm going to cut them off and stick them in some paper bags and let them dry so that I can harvest them later on. What tipped me off to the fact that it was time for this was I saw a purple finch in the garden and it was sitting and snacking on those seed pods that had dried they obviously like the seeds inside a lot and I thought ah if the birds have come for the seeds it's time for me to act so I've been harvesting those as I can see some of the tips of them start to turn yellow if you wait too long, they split open and you end up with seeds everywhere, which isn't the worst thing in the world. But timing is something you have to kind of pay attention to. So I'm harvesting those seeds and I feel strange to be harvesting seed already. Not that it's unusual, but I think of seed harvesting as associated with later in the summer, as getting ready for fall, kind of bringing the season to a close. And we're still very much in high summer, but these are last year's kale plants, so they're a little ahead of schedule. I haven't seen any eggs, but I'll keep looking. I haven't looked that hard, to be honest. I'm just hoping that they are making use of the facilities. I started with one common milkweed plant, I don't know, five years ago maybe, and now I have about 20 because they do spread. But I find they are pretty easy to control. You just rip out the ones you don't want, no problem. One exciting thing of the week is the beans. The first beans are arriving, the first bush beans. I've got a green variety. These might be provider happening. Just the first mature beans. They also grow some yellow and some purple ones and some dragon's tongue ones, which are my favorite. They're a little bit further behind. They'll soon be ready to harvest. And then we will be absolutely drowning in beans for a period, which is a thing that I love. (laughs) Beans are so abundant and easy to grow and it's something that I would recommend to people if you're a beginning gardener because they, they truly are not that difficult and you will get a lot out of a few plants enough certainly for our household of two and then some The pole beans are having a different scenario. See last week's fence drama. You may wonder, well, what's happened with the fence? Do you have a new fence? Were you worrying about it this week? Probably not. I was, though. But the answer is that nothing has happened. And so all of my climbing beans and my cucumbers and my squash, I I had unwound from the fence to prepare for its imminent destruction. And now they're just lying on the ground, waiting. So... I really don't know what's happening there, but I hope that something happens soon because I'd like to be able to do Ah, hello, friend. A monarch just landed in one of the early cosmos, just beating its wings so gently. There is something so calming. About watching a butterfly move its wings as it takes in nectar. Anyway, fence drama TBD. As I said, after rain is a good time for weeding, and so I'm down in the beans right now. And one thing that is interesting about weeding is seeing what kinds of weeds are appearing, and of course, weeds is a very broad classification as to just maybe plants in a place you didn't want and one fun thing this year that has self-seeded is cucamelons or mouse melons this is a thing i love to grow because there's something oh a butterfly just flew right over my head it was the thrill um anyway these are tiny little cucumbers basically they're a little bit sour they're also called mexican sour gherkins Mouse melon is my favorite name because it's like, what would be a watermelon to a mouse? Anyway, obviously I had lots of ripe, very ripe cucamelons in the compost last year. And so in around the beans and some cosmos, there are all of these little cucamelon seedlings. and I'm going to let some of them go and see what happens. Because uh, it's a fun experiment. I've also got some little tomato seedlings sprouting out. Obviously, there were some ripe tomatoes happening. I have some Virginia creeper. Another thing that has self-seeded and always self-seeds in the garden is some New Zealand spinach, which I must have planted years ago, and it comes back every year. It grows in the hottest point of the summer when your spring tender spinaches, like your Bloomsdale, your larger leaf spinaches, won't grow. It's too hot for them. And this has thicker leaves. They're a little bit succulent if you break off the stem, which is what helps them handle the heat. And they kind of sneak over the ground of the garden at a certain point. And I really like having them because it does supply some spinach at this time of year. You do want to cook them. Like a lot of spinach-type greens, they have a lot of oxalic acid. And so you don't want to eat too many of them raw, but cooked. They work really nicely. I usually freeze them. It's a plant that I don't know that I mindfully introduced, but that I am so glad to see return every year. It's a pretty useful weed such as it is. Oh man. We also, of course, have a million tiny mulberry trees that want to grow around here. We have some amaranth, which is another edible so-called weed. The lamb's quarters are happening right now. Again, edible, another one that's good to cook if you're gonna eat it in any quantity, because again, oxalic acid. Also chickweed is really happening now. Again, another edible. Lots of these weeds, so-called weeds, are nutritious and edible and a way to kind of diversify the nutrition in your diet. So, you know, you wanna use a good ID source so I wouldn't rely just on an app but cross-reference that to make sure you are looking at the right plant but some of them like lamb's quarters are really easy to identify you're not likely to confuse it with another weed at least I don't think so some sun is just starting to break through after the rain and it's shooting these glorious beams right through here and the butterfly was flying through the beans and like it's sort of paperish wings were just glowing which is such a wonderful gift what else is happening we have our first zinnia so i grow zinnias for cut flowers this one looks to be a queen lime blush so it has a pink center and then pale lime green leaves it's too soon to harvest it it still has a wobbly stem you have to wait until they have firm stems that don't bend when you shake them to harvest a zinnia but still I mean those are a later flower so it's nice to see them finally happening zinnias aren't my favorite cut flower to grow but they're a useful cut flower yesterday I took a bunch of leaf mold and I piled it around all my dahlias in the effort to give them kind of a mulching and a little gentle nutrition. I mixed it with some of my homemade compost and hopefully they'll like that. So for those who don't know what leaf mold is, it's not as uh, sinister as it sounds. We're not talking about more vile concoctions. It's really just letting leaves break down gently until they look kind of like compost they look a little bit like a really chunky compost and it makes a good mulch which keeps water in the soil will offer some nutrition helps keep weeds down and basically every fall i um collect a lot of other people's yard waste bags on my street i take my wheelbarrow out in the morning and (laughs) go around filling up my wheelbarrow with other people's garbage And then I dumped them into a big pile. I dumped them out of the bag so that they would break down quicker in like kind of a back section under the mulberry tree. And it's amazing how the volume will decrease by about 90%. And I do this because it's a great free source of not just mulch, but leaves for my compost. It's closing the loop on my neighborhood in that those leaves don't really need to be trucked away. They can be used right here, which is something that just drives me up the wall about wood chipping. And I tried so many times to get the arborists to give me some of their wood chips because I would really like those. But alas. So, making the leaf mold, using those leaves in my compost, are a way of keeping resources from this neighborhood in this neighborhood. It has a zero carbon footprint. And it's a way to enrich the garden. So yeah, do I look a little weird every fall running around on the street and taking people's yard waste bags? Yes. But is it worth it? Also, yes. You do have to be careful. And I usually look inside the bag and see like what kind of yard waste is in here? Does it look like it's a bunch of something like a bunch of periwinkle, which is invasive or ivy or something like that, where I don't want to risk seeds going in my garden, then I'll leave it. But most of the time, if you do it in the fall, it's mostly leaves and sometimes sticks and brush and stuff like that, which usually I'll just kind of set aside and not use for my winter mulch, which is just straight leaves or in my compost. So yeah, do I risk bringing weeds and bits of trash? And absolutely yes, but this is fine. This is worth it to me. Oh, okay. Okay. One last thing before we go here in the garden, we have some little mushrooms growing, not mushrooms that I'm going to eat. Don't know who they are, but I'd love to see that. And you might think like, oh, seems like something's wrong. Like, do you really want that near your plants? But these mushrooms are a sign that the fungal networks underneath the garden are healthy if they're making the fruit which is the mushroom That's a sign that there's good stuff happening in the soil and I try to treat my soil well putting compost and I've been using compost tea and stinky potions I mean what more could it want and so I love to see that we've got healthy soil and it reminds me also of all the life that is happening underneath the soil, which there's something like a billion microorganisms in a teaspoon of soil. What we see above the surface is nothing compared to what's going on below. So these little friendly little guys, they're a nice reminder of whole other worlds and that the things that we do above the soil, can help what's going on down there too. Okay. I think that's enough for me this week. I am wishing you a week ahead filled with rainy Sunday morning energy and some time to appreciate it. Take care.